0: Are you ready to live the life you were meant to live? Is it time to step up and strive to reach your fullest potential? Will you dare to take the bold steps to drive your business and your life to the next level? Then you're ready to live in abundance, passion and joy. You are ready to be a Maverick. Join Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire and the Mavericks Do It Different podcast.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. This is Paul Fink and this is Mavericks Do a Different Podcast. This is where we think different, be different, do different to create a different life for not just ourselves, our family, our community, our society, and the whole world. When we step up, when we create a difference, it ripples effects throughout the, throughout the world, throughout the universe to create a difference for all. Be absolute, you are going to step up. And today I've got a special guest to help us move through that process and understand how to step up into a great, great, great life. This is Jordan Adler. And man, he has been just an inspiration to me for so long without him knowing it. Uh, at 34 years old, Jordan was living in an enclosed garage. His rent was $200 a month. He had two roommates. He carried thirty-six thousand dollars in credit card debt, which, in my background, is even still a small amount. But man, when you're when you're young and that's everything that you have, that's extremely a, a ton of money. His job paid him only fourteen thousand dollars a year, which is why the thirty-six thousand credit card debt was so amazing uh, and overwhelming to so many. He had tried eleven networking mark network marketing companies in ten years. Never signed up one person. Never made one penny in all those ventures. The future looked bleak, and yet today is one of the highest paid network marketers in the world as the number one affiliate with the legacy company Promptings. He cracked the code. His best selling book, uh, Beach Money, and and this is the original copy that I had, and I showed him this, and he was like. Wait, 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 wait. I need to make sure you've got the newest copy. So Jordan Adler's book, Beach Money, absolutely broke all records, has sold over 1 million copies, 100% of the profits of his book, donated to the organization that helps entrepreneurs in developing in developing countries, start small businesses through microloans, and more recently published the second book, Better Than Beach Money. His message is simple. Hope, simplicity, limitless opportunity. He believes that when you continue to send good things out into the world, as we just were talking about, and treat people right, good things will come your way. Jordan, such a pleasure to have you here, such a pleasure to connect. I got your book so many years and years ago when I was just getting started, and it felt like when it was in my, I guess it was in my 30s or even uh, 40s that I got the book and went. Wow, this is somebody that I, I loved it. I followed you for years, and then we finally connected up after all this time. How are you? Fun yeah, we met, we met on a cruise ship. There you go. Yeah, can you believe that? Yeah, and it's um, it's such a pleasure
2: to be here with you. I feel like I've known you for a long time, Paul, and we we really haven't known each other that long, but it's um, it's, it's great to be here. And I appreciate the invite.
1: Like minded people. Like-minded people connect very quickly. So tell us a little bit about this journey that you've been on and what it's really meant to you in your life.
2: Yeah, so uh, I grew up in the south suburbs of Chicago um, in a lower middle income uh, neighborhood. In fact, I just saw a Facebook memory pop up. The home, the family home that I grew up in when my father passed away eight years ago I sold it for $9,800, the home that I grew up in. So that gives you a sense of the neighborhood and the area. Now it's gone up a little bit since then, but uh, that's, what, that's the home that I, that I lived in. And, and I was always wired as an entrepreneur. Um, I didn't really have any entrepreneurship around me, but for whatever reason, I was always attracted to things like lemonade stands and paper routes where I could do things to creatively increase my tips. And so I was wired that way. And then I did go to college. Um, my father saved his entire life for myself and my two sisters to go to college for the, um, he'd pay for the first year. And then we had to figure out how to pay for the rest. So I did go to college. I got a degree in landscape architecture and right out of college, I had a guitar, a suitcase and 250 bucks, which was birthday gifts. And I flew to Arizona cause there was a lot of building going on. And while I was, I was, you know, doing drafting jobs and things as a landscape architect, but low pay, like I'm talking 12,000 bucks a year, 14,000 bucks a year in that range. And then um, I started dabbling with little, little entrepreneurial things. Cause that's what I was attracted to. And like, like I mentioned, like you mentioned in the, um, in the int- in my bio, um, over a period of 10 years, I got involved in 11 different network marketing companies. Um, I, I get involved. I'd be in there for two or three months. I get discouraged really fast, a lot of negativity, um, a lot of people that were, you know, that were negative about network marketing and people that would know, show me and all that. And I would get discouraged and I would quit. And I did that over and over again for 10 years, what, 11 companies.
1: What kept you moving forward? So many people, they'll go through an experience like that and went, oh, yeah, I did network marketing once. I'm never doing that stuff again. Yeah. And you went through 10-year process to find the perfect home what right, right. what caused yeah, so what, you moving
2: yeah the, the the truth is like like i hear the question you know why why didn't you quit well the truth is i did quit i would quit over and over again i do it for two or three and but the, but here was the difference between me and i don't know if it was just because um i have a short attention span which i do i i don't know why but for whatever reason i i do know why actually um, I was, I, I I, really believed in the dream of a passive income that would give me the freedom to call my own shots. I believed in that dream. And so when something didn't work out, I didn't just throw in the towel, I threw in the towel there. But then months later, I was looking for the next thing that was going to take me there. And, and the the fallacy in what I was doing was that I was attaching my success to that company and my results. So like, if i had bad results after talking to two or three or four people i mean i was young like i didn't really know entrepreneurship i would i wanted to be an entrepreneur but i would get involved in a company and get some discouragement and quit and that model doesn't work the model of getting getting started and then quitting when things get tough if you want to be successful that model doesn't doesn't work and so i did that for until i finally figured it out it took me a lot of tries my 12th company it it really wasn't the company it was it was just that i was the timing was right because of my mindset you know my mindset shifted and i decided i remember consciously a specific moment where i consciously made a decision that i wasn't going to quit on a bad day and i had two things happen that if this these two things happened to a thousand people all of them would have quit but i made a decision that as long as the company was around and as long as there were people making money I was going to ride through the storm, come out on the other, six si- other side. So, after a year in my 12th endeavor, I was earning $180 per month, approximately under $200 a month. After almost a year, and I had something happen that uh, I flew, I had no money, like I was, I was using credit cards. I flew across the country for a meeting in Peabody, Massachusetts with a guy named Tom Alderink. I even remember his name. And it was a snowstorm. It took me two and a half hours to get to his home in a rental car in a snowstorm. Without the snowstorm, it'd take 20 minutes. I get there and nobody's, I I literally flew across the country from Arizona and nobody's at his house. The lights are off. And he basically quit the day that I was flying out. He had quit the business and not told me. And so I went and got a Motel 6. I remember standing at a payphone because we didn't have cell phones back then. In a in a blizzard, like a really cold blizzard, and I wasn't dressed for it. And I decided that day that I was this was my twelfth company. I'm not going to quit again. I decided standing on his doorstep that I just need to get through this. And I ended up making eight million dollars with that company. And mm-hmm. my it took me from from my hundred and eight from my hundred and eighty dollars a month on my eighth or ninth month. Within three years, I was over thirty grand a month, and eventually exceeded eighty grand a month. But it was many years after I got started. Most people throw in the towel after a few months or even a few weeks, and because it's easy to get into, so it's easy to get out of.
1: What makes the difference? You know, one of the things that we talk about here is is I'm a maverick, and and we talk about the doing things differently. That right. we're we're wired different, and that creates our success but what is it that you thought differently did different to be the person that created the success when people to the right and left of you didn't what what was that do you know
2: i think it was um like people when people describe me they say he's the most consistent person i know that's one of the things that i hear and and i i'm just, this is just how i am like but but it wasn't always that way i made a decision At one point, I made a decision that I wasn't going to quit on a bad day. That was the first thing. The second thing is when things got tough, I'd work a little harder. Yes. I would reframe and work a little harder, which is not easy to do. When you're feeling crappy, which the truth is we're human. And part of the human condition is we're going to doubt. Our emotions are going to go up and down. We're going to have many days where we feel like things aren't going to work out. But that's normal everybody has those feelings but yeah. what's not normal are the people that don't throw in the towel on the days things are going tough that's not normal and that and so what what I do is when I when I wake up not feeling like doing the work I do the work but the thing that keeps me on track is keeping my calendar full on the days that I'm working like yeah. I don't work all day long I work a few hours a day and I don't have to work for anymore because I've got a very large team of people that have gotten customers and those customers use our service every day and I get paid from that. So it's not like I have to go to work to make money like many people do that are trading time for money. However, there are days where I'm I'm not feeling it. But if I've got stuff on the calendar, I'm gonna do the work. Like there may be days that I don't wanna, today wasn't one of those days, Paul, I was excited about this. But there may be days where I'm, I'm supposed to be on a podcast and I don't feel like it. (laughs) and but I've already got it on the schedule so I'm going to do it and then I'll schedule things I'll schedule things that you know where it's not even doesn't involve somebody else like for example I'll schedule an hour to just follow up with people or send schedule an hour to send some cards out or whatever you know those kinds of things but I I have stuff on my calendar that keeps me accountable to myself and then I stay then I'm very good about holding my uh, about following through on my commitments to myself. With Which, all, the, so all the, that's another yeah. thing people, right?
1: Yeah. So, you make so
2: what you yourself, said, like, yeah, uh, go
1: ahead. I, I want to go back over a couple things. One is uh, that you made a decision, you made a commitment to yourself, and you made a decision to keep moving forward. Um, just some core things that I know create a difference for people. You've got to get to that point where you're like, enough's enough. Here's the line in the sand. I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to follow through with no matter what. And that's where m- most people who succeed, they get to that line in the sand and they go, this is it. This is, this is the, the road I'm going to go down. This is the journey I'm going to go down and nothing's going to stop me.
2: Yeah. Second, so like, third, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. The, the, the second thing that the, the other thing I want to mention is I'm a helicopter pilot today. I got my helicopter pilot's license eight Amazing. years ago. And that was one of those things where I had the dream, like I'm sitting in my condo here in Las Vegas. I'm looking out over the strip. I can see the park MGM and the MGM, New York, New York, Mandalay Bay. I'm looking south, right? On the 37th floor. And I see the tour helicopters all day long going around and around. And one morning I woke up and I'm watching them and I'm like, you know, it would be so cool to be able to take my friends up in a helicopter when they came to town So I just I had that dream and it got me really excited. I'd been only been in a helicopter one time in my life. And I went online and I found a helicopter training school here in town. I went down there. I said, how much is a discovery flight, which is just like a introduction flight, 250 bucks. I gave him that. I went on it and I said, this is something that I want to do. But what I didn't get, Paul, was that at the age of 57 years old, which is when I went in there. I had no idea how hard it was going to be. Like, I did not have a clue. It was the hardest thing I learned to do in my life. And for many, many, are you still with? Yeah. For many, many, many months, six months, eight months, right in that range, I, every single day I went flying with these guys, I questioned and doubted whether I would ever be able to do it myself. Like, really? Every time because it was so hard. It's hard. There's a lot.
1: What? Yeah, you talked to me about this before when we were just talking, hanging out one day. And you talked about this, and I, I got to tell you, that's inspired me as as a maverick. That's inspired me to go. Maybe that should be on my bucket list because I got to yeah. test out your theory that it's the hardest I'm thing to tell you Paul, ever do.
2: If you want one of the greatest um, exercises in personal development, is to become a helicopter pilot at our age. Wow. Wait I'm not going to put
1: second, you in the same, wait same wait a age. Second. What I'm not. We are really- our, our age, and we all going to put. In the same- <laughs> in, we are similar in age. However, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you know this idea that age has anything to do with our abilities. Come on, now we can. Well,
2: do- well, Paul. So I go in. I go into the school, and it's a bunch of twenty to twenty-five year olds running the school in there, right? And I go right. in there, and they see me, and. They snickered a little bit because guys in their fifties do not go in to get helicopter pilot licenses. Is it? Is it
1: that it's? Is it physically demanding?
2: No, not at all.
1: No. Well, so, no. so it
2: is with the age. It's physically demanding only in the sense that it's so difficult. It's so challenging to your mind that you feel it in your body, but not. Yeah, it's and it's not the age. It's just that. 50-year-old, 55-year-old men tip, or women don't typically have the dream to learn to fly helicopters.
1: Right. So well, they just
2: don't seem very often.
1: Yeah, well, here's what but I want to see. tell to yeah. our audience is that uh, it's never too late to dream. Right. And it's never too late to dream big. And to True. challenge yourself to dream like a 20-year-old every single day of your life. You want to know the secret to longevity? That's one of them. That is true. Yeah. And so
2: one of my favorite things to do, Paul, it's probably on my list of my top five favorite things to do, is when friends come to town, take them, fly them over the mountains, which is just a 30-minute flight, land at the winery in Pahrump, go in and have lunch, get in the helicopter, fly back to Vegas. And it's beautiful, and it's it's a cool experience. I had, uh, you know, uh, Jay and Corey Facet. Yep. Yeah, of course. So Jay and Corey, you might have seen this. Jay and Corey were just in town. They brought their two boys. One of their boys had never been in a helicopter before. So I took up Corey and one of their sons. And then I took up Jay and one of their sons. And we just did a little flight over the mountains, which was really fun.
1: Wait a second. How many people can we fit in your helicopter? Four. But so oh, I couldn't oh. put the
2: whole family in.
1: Yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, you can't certainly can't put my whole family in. So no, <laughs> so, definitely. So my wife and I will be there, and we'll we'll the kids can suffer on their own. They're old enough now, you know. And so we'll we'll go and join you. I'd <laughs> love to. That would be a blast. It'd make my day. A um, couple of the things that you talked about, and this is really key, is is work ethic. You know, the mm-hmm. idea of that persistent, consistent behavior, and I talk about that all the time, and it's something that that people are looking for the quick fix versus creating a legacy
2: yeah if it's 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 well and also it's very difficult when you're when you're in where you're in the middle of it and you're doing the work sometimes the work you're doing although you know it's important it's hard to look at that work and say this is going to take me to my dream you know there's sales and there's marketing right there's sales where you're actually you know, which can be kind of transactional in some sense. And then marketing is more like what you put out there and what you attract. Like, so, um, and sometimes when you're doing the market, well, both you're doing the work, you're going like, is this really taking me closer to my dreams or am I just spinning my wheels? A lot of times you're spinning, like, for example, I've heard people say, they don't say it in these words, but they're, they're basically saying building relationships is a waste of time. I just need to make the sale. Right. I need to get the income. So people come to me and they say, Jordan, I need to make money now. Right. But if they if they focus on that, which is important to focus on. But if they just focus on that, they're never going to have the legacy income. Right. They're never going to have the legacy business. Yeah. It's the ultimately the relationships that take you to the greatest. Uh, uh, the greatest um partnerships in your business, it's like that's really where the 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 real uh, the rubber hits the road in the relationships. Like, and you if you read books by successful people, all of them will talk about this. Yeah. But yet, most people that don't really get that, which there's a lot. Yeah. They the, it, which is really it's a it's it's a glass ceiling. It's it, it'll it'll stop you in your tracks if you don't get that your greatest opportunities lie in the relationships that you make along the way.
1: Yeah, and you've got to you know and I, I talk a lot about that legacy component versus cash flow you know the immediate need base if you will and so there's short term needs and then there's a long term dream right? right to build the long the long term dream it does take that the relationship building to actually feel people be with people connect with them and be real and it's uh Man, it's it's a lost art these days. And those people that are focused in on it, that really um, uh, pay attention to that component, are the ones that are going to be the leaders for the next couple decades.
2: Yeah. So we have. I have one relationship that I built that led to two hundred and eighty million dollars in sales to our company. That's pretty significant. And it was a relation. I know it's it's mind blowing to me, and it's a result of. I mean, thousands and thousands of people were involved, but it's a result of me eventually getting invited to speak on the stages of in front of thousands of people all over the world um, as a result of one guy that I met at a networking event who was 21 years old at the time. His father was, and I built this friendship with him, and his father was the CEO of BNI, Business Network International, which I'm sure you're, you're aware of. Absolutely. So I got to know Nate. I got to know his, his new wife. I, I, I literally, I got to know his father and they knew what I did for, for work and, and, you know, where, how I made my money. And, but it was all about the, it's not always about what you're going to get. It's not always about like, I don't make friends because I know I'm going to get something. I didn't even know what Nate did when I met him. I just liked the guy. We scheduled lunch and we built a friendship and we've traveled myself and his, him and his family, we've traveled all over the world together. I'm Uncle Jordan to his kids, but it's the relationship that led to that opportunity. And it's typically one or two relationships or three relationships in your entire lifetime that can that really can move the bar for you, like significantly, exponentially. Have you ever heard of the book called Um You Squared by Price Pritchett?
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Have you read? Yes. That that's well, a That's a
2: life changing book. And it really is what we're talking about right now. It really drives that point home and that, you know, it's not most people think in a very linear fashion, like step one, step two, step three, step four. And there's a there's a. uh, Rationale behind that logic, but at the same time, and I'm sure you've noticed this, Paul, in your business, it's typically the thing, if you look in your life and you look at the things that were most significant in your life, I'll ask you this, Paul. Of the thing, think of three things in your mind that are the most significant in your life. Isn't it a re- always a result of meeting the right person at the right time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there it is right there. It's meeting the right person at the right time. So what do you got to do? You got to get out and meet people and yeah. build relationships with people. It's gonna be those magic moments that create
1: the quantum leaps in your life and in your business. The biggest challenge that I found is that that people think that they can predict which person and which <laughs> moment and which means you need to be in a lot of raw, you know, the lucky, the the lucky, you know, the luck happens when You're at the right place at the right time, and that only happens because you've been in a lot of wrong places at a lot of wrong times to create the momentum that puts you in the right place at the right time, just in the right time in your life and in theirs, and everything follows from that point forward. And it's so so amazing to keep that door open to make that happen every day is where that persistent, consistent behavior comes in, that work ethic to just show up, regardless of whether you're know you gonna end up at a dark house at the end of the road or whether it's gonna be filled with everything that you dream of. You don't know, but you've gotta do the journey anyway.
2: Absolutely. And sometimes the people you meet that you think are the wrong people, over time, you realize they were the right people.
1: Oh my God. So here's an example.
2: I was uh, in my twenties, this guy to this, I mean, he's gone, he's long gone, I'm sure. But this guy, when I met him, he was one of the most, he left the biggest imprint in my mind is in terms of being one of the m- biggest losers that I've ever met. And he motivated me more than he even knows. And here's what happened. I was living in a little studio. My rent was $200 a month, live in a little studio on University in Hardy in Tempe, Arizona. And the studio was tiny it had a little kitchenette i had a big waterbed in there you know with a trellis over the top it was ridiculous anyway this guy's name was don and he was my next door neighbor and every day i come home he'd be drunk on his doorstep in a little wood a wooden chair and by the end of the evening he'd pass out on his doorstep he'd literally pass out and then in the middle of the night he'd get up and go into the house and go on his bed well Don was such a drunk and such a loser. And I remember so many times coming home thinking, I never want to end up like Don. And that was actually motivating to me. It was motivating. And I remember him to this day. Like it it was one of the things that helped implant that work ethic was like, I got to work so that this never because it's just like we're all thin threads away from things like that living in the street you know yes
1: Rem- remembering that on. is really key remembering that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean literally s- yeah go ahead yeah i had similar things where, where there were people that were doing things that i was doing in my 20s and early 30s and but they were 70 and 80 years old and still doing it and i and i just looked at that going never never and it really um that was a catalyst that moved me to another level. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, sometimes it's not about watching the big successes. It's about watching the opposite and, um, being driven uh, to the opposite of that. Right. Away from.
2: And it is thin threads, man. I, I mean, I've seen, we have, I mean, we all have, right. Even you, anybody who's watching this has seen the, the, um, there's people that fall from grace, you know, and, I don't ever want to go there. I like my life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. One, one of the things. And, and, you know, there's a concept that, you know, your mind once expands, never contracts. And I'm a firm believer that your, your wallet is the same thing. And so the learning <laughs> to live that great life is a component that'll keep you in that great life. And, Absolutely. and to stay focused on what does that mean to you and, How do you develop that every day for that longevity? Absolutely. Hey, and listen, don't settle. Like most
2: people, what they do is they start shrinking their dreams down to meet their income. Yes. You don't need to do that. Instead, work on, focus on getting your income up to meet your dreams. Put your dreams high, dream high, even if it's more than you even believe is possible.
1: And then Wait wait a second, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Dream high? No, no, no. We're supposed to have realistic goals. Who, who, who have you not. been talking to? This is this <laughs> crazy stuff, right? It, and you know, and, and everybody big out big there, thing. you've heard of smart goals, right? Smart goals. They are the Achilles heel that is destroying mm. people because it's it's realistic goals. Are you telling us that we should have unrealistic goals?
2: Jordan. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you that you need to have goals. And you know this, Paul. Uh, you need to have big goals that are going to get you excited, inspire you, and also scare you a little bit. Yes. You know, huh. and stop settling. You don't need to settle for where, oh, it's just kind of how it is. This is just how my life is. You know, I just attract all the bad luck. I make all the wrong decisions. You know, that's what most people do, you know, and they stop, they go, you know what, I'm too old, you know. Instead of setting the bar high and then figuring it out, like that's what entrepreneurs do, get around people that can that that can that there's a symbiotic relationship with that can help take you to your dreams. Here, here. It's going to be meeting. Getting there is going to be meeting the right person at the right time. So it does. It's not about what your abilities are. It's not about that. Yeah. It's about who you meet. Meeting the right person at the right time. Everybody has connections. Um, everybody has skills and knowledge and we all bring a different set of skills to the table. We all get, bring a different set of beliefs to the table, but, you know, it's finding that right fit where they help you, you help them, you know, and they're they're out there for you.
1: One of the things, no, no question, and it's keep networking, keep dreaming, reach for the stars and recognize that it's never too late. Uh, the, right. the age thing, I fight on that every day. And to say, we are, we are as young as we feel. And there is so much more ahead of us, no matter what age you're at. I dream big. So uh, with all that, all that you do, you've figured out you you have definitely figured out the formula for living a great life. And, and one of the components is the idea of passive income, uh, of true Mm -hmm. passive income, which Mm -hmm. a lot of people talk that number and that, that verbiage, but uh, they're not really passive. Um, talk a little bit about what that means. Yeah. So,
2: imagine that every month you're instead of your income starting from zero every month, you start at a level. It could be, say, it's a hundred dollars a month where you've done something. There's lots of different ways to create passive income. So you could you could buy you could buy rental real estate. You could buy vending machines. Um, you could invest a bunch of money and create. You know. Get an interest check, a, a, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, network marketing where you leverage your time through the work of other people. So there's lots of ways to create passive income. Here's what happens. If you focus on that, over time, you'll develop a passive income that equals your bills. If you focus on developing a passive income. You know, it's today's world with online marketing and the and subscription models, you can create a passive income with subscription models, you know building funnels around that, Um, affiliate programs that that have a repeat purchase where somebody's buying something every month and every month you're getting paid on that, right? Mm -hmm. And I can tell you right now that there's not a single person that's watching this podcast, Paul, or listening to this podcast, there's not a single person that wouldn't want to have an income stream whether they went to work or not. There's not a single person that wouldn't want that. The Mm -hmm. only reason most people don't do it is a they don't believe it's possible, or b they don't believe it's possible for them. That's yeah. it. So so what happens is most people go. You know what the way to make money is to work a job. Well, the problem with that and there's not a, it, it pays your bills maybe maybe not, but you you you're putting some of your bills on your credit cards like I did. You're trading time for money. So if you don't go to work, you don't get paid. But what what if you got paid? This month and this month whatever you're making this month comes back next month and then you increase it a little bit so now you're making 200 a month every single month so you can add, literally stack your income over time and at, at some point your income equals your bills and now you're now you're free Damn. now you're like the, the world you can like from that point you can start doing you know give away more money do more fun things discretionary income buy artwork travel the world, uh, fly first class, whatever you want to do, yeah.
1: Yeah, That that's true freedom. That's yeah. a, a true security. And, and people talk mm-hmm. about job security and there's no such thing in this day and age. And no. where real security is, is when you're able to build up that residual income so that it's coming in no matter what, and then you're able to build on top of that for your month. And that's yeah. where you get real freedom, where you can predict where you're going to be in a month, six months, a year, or five years, 10 years. You can predict it because, yeah. you know, it's already coming in. Yeah. Really key message. Exciting. Passive income
2: is exciting. I remember when I got my first residual check, it was like 12 bucks. And but it was a residual check. Right. Meaning I don't, didn't have to go to work to get it. It was because one of my customers was using our service. So I get a check yeah, and, and that made it real. And I started, wow, if I can do it one time, I can do it twice. If I can do it twice, I can do it four times, you know, and I just kept doing it. And eventually my checks, you know, got to a point where I was able to travel the world, like things that I'd
1: only dreamt about, you know? Yeah, I never could have imagined the life that I have now, Yeah, uh, 25 years ago, right. never, never in my wildest dreams i'm saying yeah i I met the right people at the right time moved me into arenas that i never imagined Mm -hmm. and introduced me to the right other right people at other right times that the world opened up for me and it's it's what we see over and over again so i i know we're running out of time i know you've got to run and i want to thank you so much for joining us here where can people find you, reach out to you, they love yeah. you, they want to connect with you, where can they do that?
2: Simple as probably just start with Instagram, at uh, Beach Money Jordan, uh, would be a great place to go, um, and uh, yeah, that, that's probably the best place, it's got all my contact information on it, it's got my website on there, on Beautiful. Instagram. Beautiful,
1: we we'll absolutely have also, wherever this is publicized, we'll have a link for you here and we are everywhere all around the world wherever podcasts are are transmitted we'll be there so your link will be right there jordan uh what a great pleasure uh look forward to being on the helicopter real soon we'll see you out in vegas and we'll be talking to you all around the world as we always do uh thank you so much for being here i'm looking forward. thank you paul
2: and i'm really looking forward to the next time we can get together
1: here here Bye, for Thanks everyone for- there Uh, Everyone here listening, this has been such a great time with Jordan. I really love people that are living the life, living the dream, and understand how to really enjoy it, both for themselves and for everyone around them. Jordan is a great example of that. This is Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire. This is Mavericks Do It Different podcast. Continue to listen, continue to share. We look forward to seeing you next time. Till then, everyone, talk to you soon.
0: thanks for being here today. As we close out this episode, which inspired you to be even more of a Maverick, be sure to leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. As our gift to you, be sure to go to themaverickuniverse.com where you can download your free copy of The Maverick Manifesto. Until next time, dare to be different. Dare to be a Maverick.